Um, the Mishnah will go on to discuss um, where there are rabbinic restrictions um, with things that look like ribis. And I want to just emphasize what I said in the previous Mishnah, that ribis um, really should be looked at as an ethic that the Torah is trying to convey in how you relate to your fellow Jew, that you should lend to him interest-free. It's a chesed to him, and to charge him interest is almost like a, a hostile act. Um, and probably the best way to sort of to see that in the halacha, how it's reflected, is that when it comes to other uh, financial protections that the Torah puts in place regarding other people's property rights, um, the person who's supposed to be protected could waive those rights if you wanted to. In other words, you have a mitzvah not to steal from me, but if I say go ahead and take it, you could. You have a mitzvah to return a lost object, if I say go ahead and keep it, you could. When it comes to the restrictions on ribis, it's not that way. If the borrower says, I don't mind paying you ribis, the Torah says, no, that's forbidden. The borrower and the lender both are participating in multiple Isuri Deraisa. In such a transaction, even if the protected person, so to speak, the borrower doesn't mind, he wants to waive his rights, he can't. And therefore you see, for example, that the halachas of ribis are um, taught in, in Yoredea, not in Choshen Mishpat, because they're really... Uh, as much as much like a, a law where Hashem is taking sort of a personal interest in his in his children, his fellow Jew, our fellow Jews, as opposed to like um, sort of like some civil law where you're supposed to you know not defraud your your fellow fellow Jew as a citizen. Right? So uh, with that said, we're going to see here that the rabbis extended things a lot, and now we're going to talk about things uh, that are not doraisa but are abundant. So here we see hamalva es chavero. If one lends to his friend, lo yadur b'chatsero chinam. So the lender may not stay in the borrower's, call it guest house, uh, for free. Rental apartment, for free. Now, uh, the idea is that it's not a, it's a loan, but it's not a isodorais of ktutza, because it's not a situation in which um, the deal was, I'll lend you $100 in exchange for not just returning $100, but also letting me have free rent. That would be for sure Doraisa. Okay? But if I just lend you money, and then afterwards I say, you know what, do me a favor, I need a place to stay tonight, can I please stay in your house? That's also a problem, because it looks like ribis. Because at the end of the day, what am I getting? I'm getting my principal back, $100 I lent you, plus a free night in your in your uh, rental place. Um, this applies even if you're not renting it out. In other words, if it's your private, you know, basement, where you don't rent it out anyways, uh, still... Lamaisa, any time that what's happening is not the kind of thing that you're doing uh, for me because we're friends anyways, you wouldn't have necessarily done it if I hadn't loaned you the money. It's an expression of gratitude or, you know, you feel otherwise pressed into doing it because of the, the debt of gratitude you had to me or the loan that's outstanding. That would be an Isser Durabanan. Okay? Uh, meaning in contrast, if every day you give a, a ride to your friend to go to shul and then he lends you money, um, you don't say, I can't give you a ride today because, you know, that would be ribbis. No. But uh, but um, if you wouldn't usually have more for Shabbos, but I led you money, now you feel like you got to have them over, that would be ribbis Madura Bonan. Okay? Avak ribbis. Um, similarly, you also can't um, rent the the borrower, can't rent out the lender, let's say his guest apartment, for less than the going rate. Again, um, that would be like sort of a favor where the lender is getting an economic benefit. And that makes it like avak ribis because he's getting a benefit besides for return of his principal. Bipneishu ribis because that's ribis. And again, if it was katsutsa, if it was the deal was set up the way from the beginning of the loan, it would be ribis doraisa. Otherwise, it just looks like ribis, and it's ribis medurabanan. Okay, that's part one of the Mishnah. Now, part two of the Mishnah has a, like a has like a headline, a koteret. 
topic sentence. It says, Marbin al hasachar ve'ein marbin al mecher. You're allowed to increase the rent, but you can't increase the sale price. Now, I'll explain that in a minute. The mission doesn't need to be explained yet. It's going to give, give both those examples. Ketzad. So what's the situation where it's permitted to increase the rent? So the case is something like this. Hiskilo es chatzero. The renter is trying to rent out his, you know, his, his apartment. And he says to the prospective um, renter, Im achshavata nosenli, if you're giving the money right now, harehu lacha be'eser slan l'shana. I'll give it to you right now for $10,000 for the year. Ten slime, okay? $10,000 for the year. Upfront payment. But, v'im shel chodesh b'chodesh b'selelechodesh. If you want to rent it out by the month, so then you got to pay me $1,000 a month for the 12 months, meaning in total you're paying $12,000. So again, if you pay upfront, you get it for 10. If you pay month by month, you get it for 12. So it sounds like um, we got a kind of like a quasi-riba situation going over here. But the answer is, um, no, it's totally permitted. Why is it mutter? Because, okay, so the, the step one. The principle is when it comes to rent, the rent is due, it's earned by the person who owns the property at the end of the rental period, meaning at the end of the month. So at the end of each month now, the rent becomes due, lahalacha, not at the beginning of the month, okay? Now, what's the, I'll call it the fair price, the market price, the ask price of the rent? Since it's month by month and the end of the month, Price is one thousand per month, or one what I said, one sella per month. So then, um, that's the fair price. That's the price. And what the person who's trying to rent out his apartment is doing is saying, "I'll give you a discount if you give me everything up front now." Okay, so giving a discount, he's getting the money. It's not like I'm giving. A, it's not like giving a. a it's, he's not getting extra. And that being the case, that's not called ribis. Now, if you'll ask, wait a second. I get it that the renter is giving a discount, but look at it from the 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 person like the person's renting it out, who's the landowner. But let's say the tenant. Okay, the tenant, why don't we say the tenant is kind of doing a rivers transaction? Because the tenant is giving um ten now at the beginning of the period, and is getting a benefit of twelve later. So it sounds like he's getting benefit of twelve months of rent. So it sounds like he's sort of um, in exchange for foregoing his money earlier, he's getting, um, uh, for waiting, like, for giving money ahead of time, he's getting extra. Okay, so why isn't that a rib situation? At least midura bottom. Okay? Uh, as a commercial transaction where, you know, where you're doing something like that. Because we did say you're not allowed, for example, to say, um, I'll give you uh, $10 now for $12 worth of wheat in the future. No, that that would definitely not be allowed. Um so why is it okay over here? So the answer is, it's because the whole transaction is happening at the same time, at the beginning. In other words, when the renter, when the tenant um, gives the, the 10 slum, the $10,000 for the year, so um, he now gets full rights for the whole year. Um, it's not, not incremental. The proof of that is that the, the owner of the apartment can't um, renege, can't take it back. He can't say in the middle of the period, you know, I want to take it back and give it to somebody else. No, he can't. He's given it for the whole year away. So since the, since the transaction is happening all at once, there's no like deferral of compensation or deferred in the future some other kind of payment. No, it's a simple transaction at the beginning. I'm giving you 10,000. You're giving me, or 10 slime. You're giving me a year of uh, rights to rent this apartment. It's happening right now. And that's it. So since there's, there's no um, payments in the future, there's no deferred compensation, no increase of compensation. 
It's not a river's problem, period. And that principle would apply um, for any kind of rental. I mean, if, let's say, the, a person's renting himself out as a worker, you know, if, uh, working by the hour, or if he's or if he's renting out his car. All those things, it's the same thing. You could say, listen, by the day, it's a dollar a day, but if you take it for the month, I'll give it to you for 25 for the whole month if you take it up front. Same kind of thing, that's all permitted, okay? On the flip side, um, th- we said that you're not allowed to be marbin al-hamecher. You can't increase um, the sale price. So what does that mean? For example, machal sadehu the person who owns a field is selling to the guy who wants to buy the field. Va'amarlo, and the, the current, the first, the original owner, says to the prospective buyer, If you pay me right now, I'll give it to you right now for a thousand zuz. But, If you want to wait until the harvest season, you have, you'll have cash then because field will produce for you, and then you'll get cash from selling what it grows, so you have more money, then I'll sell it to you then, then you pay me then, 1,200, not 1,000, but 1,200 um, zuz. So that's usr. Why is it usr? It's usr midrabanan, because that's like good old-fashioned financing. It's trade financing. It's basically saying, um, either I'm saying that I, I want, this thing is worth $1,000, or 1,000 zuz, and I'll sell it to you right now for that. But if you want me to finance your purchase, so then you don't pay me now, but you'll pay me more later. So what does that mean? I'm getting paid for waiting. I mean, I'm getting compensated for waiting to get paid. That's exactly what ribus is, right? The spirit of ribus is I'm giving you a thousand dollars. I'm waiting to get my money back, so I'm asking you for twelve hundred when you pay me back to you. That's good old fashioned ribus. Here it's a similar kind of thing. I'm saying I'm giving you something worth a thousand now, the field, but. When you pay me, you have to pay me back something worth twelve hundred, the payment in the future. So that's like a financing of a transaction, any kind of layaway plan, trade finance, and so on, uh, where you're essentially getting paid more. This is the essential point. You're getting paid more to wait for the payment. That is um, at least rabbinically forbidden. Um, as like avak ribis, it's like ribis medurabanan. Again, it's only medurabanan because it's structured as a commercial transaction and not as a loan. But if you think about it, it's, it's, uh, it's, very, it's very similar. Meaning, you could easily, let's say that just if you break it up into two separate transactions, you'll see why it could be a loan altogether. In other words, if instead of buying the field and doing this financing directly with the current owner, so Shimon wants to buy Reuven's field, Reuven says 1000 or 1200 later, so then Shimon says, I haven't got a thousand now. What'll I do? I'll go to the bank. I'll tell the bank, listen, lend me a thousand now and I'll pay you twelve hundred later. And then when I have the money. And then Shimon goes and gives a thousand now to the current owner. So that purchase is for a thousand, but you see it was financed by the bank, and that bank would be a Ribis Dorisa situation, because he's committing to pay more in the future. So in our case here, it's only the abundant because it's not structured alone, but it's exactly the same thing economically, if you will, and that's what the rabbis forbade it, at least uh, at least it's also the abundant.